Glory to God. We're going to have the best year ever. Hallelujah. We're going to have the greatest year ever. Well, this year, the word of the Lord to us as a church is that it is a year of possibilities. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus had a conversation with someone. And earlier the person had said, if you can do anything, was saying to Jesus, if you can do anything to help. He had his own, if you can. And so Jesus also gave him his own, if you can. Hallelujah. So in verse 23 of Mark 9, let's read it together. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Now the New King James Version will not say believe it, it will say believes. I thank God that I believe. And because I believe, all things, all things are possible to me. This is the year where you will function according to this scripture. That what? All things are possible to you. Before I progress, I would just like to give some clarity. Sometimes people could misunderstand a teaching and build a doctrine on a statement that might not be consistent with scripture. For example, some people assume or suggest or say or imply that God does not give a word for a year. God doesn't give a word for a year. Now, first of all, I want you to understand something. God does. Hallelujah. Man lives within the confines of time. Hallelujah. It is not man that decided to live in the confines of time. God puts man to live within the confines of time. Time might not affect God, but he knows that time affects man. Hallelujah. Now, if God rolls out his programs in times and seasons, amen, is it possible that if he could have a plan for the next 1,000 years, if he could have a plan for the next 400 years, that he will not have a plan for a year. Amen. Am I communicating? If you read the scriptures, we were told that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that means that long before time, that was the day appointed. Are you listening to me? Listen. 50 days after the Passover is Pentecost. The people that were practicing it might not have known what it meant. But for God, he knew what he wanted to achieve. They were praying in the upper room in Acts. But God chose that it was on that day of Pentecost, hallelujah, that the Spirit of God would be poured out on all flesh. Am I communicating? Now what I'm trying to say is this. God is particular about days and weeks and months and years. Amen. He is. But beyond that, if you read the book of Revelations, from chapter 1 to 3, specifically, you will find that God spoke to seven churches. 
through John, Apostle John. And John was in the island of Patmos or on the island of Patmos, believed to be banished for the sake of God's word. And while he was there, he had a revelation, which is the book of Revelation. In the revelation, God gave him a message for seven churches. The churches were literal assemblies, gatherings of believers in the day that John lived in. Even if the message is prophetically applicable today, but there were literal churches there. And they mentioned the names of the various cities where those churches were located. Ephesus, Smyrna, Thyatira, Pegamos, Laodicea, Philadelphia. I might be missing out one. Now, he, he, Sardis, I mentioned Sardis. Now, all of those churches, seven of them, God gave a message. If you read it, he will say to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write. And then he will give his message. Then he said to the angel, what he meant by angel was the messenger, hallelujah, or the man that has been sent there to lead the church in Philadelphia. Amen. And then he will say, right. And the same Jesus, amen, gave seven different messages to seven different churches, but it was the same Jesus. Are we together? Now, why? Because there is the ultimate plan of God. But people are walking from different sides. Hallelujah. The Bible says he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows what's, he knows what's going on in Nigeria now. Amen. What he might be saying to the United States, God is not confused. It's not what he's saying to Nigeria. Are you listening to me? Because the circumstances are not the same. So, God that speaks to groups of people individually and gives them different messages, amen, also speaks to us. Even in our personal lives, we're different, we, we go through different phases of life. Use your personal life for example. There are times where the emphasis of the Spirit to you is to pray. Then there, another time in your life, the emphasis of the Spirit to you could be to be committed more to the service of God. Are you listening to me? Why? Maybe that is the thing that was lacking in your life at that moment. Amen. Am I communicating? Peter was writing and he said, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. And he went further and went further. That means that, oh, okay, this is already working in your life. There's one more thing. Amen. This. That means at different seasons of your life, God's words will come to you. Amen. For us, a Renaissance Assembly, I don't know about any other person, God gives us words for the year. Amen. Are you listening to me? He does. And the word he has given to us this year is that it's our year, amen, of possibilities. You had better receive it. Amen. And now, in explaining what he's talking about, it's a year of limitless possibilities. And so this morning, I just want to talk to you about what I've titled, Seeing the Invisible. Amen. Ever tell your neighbor, see the invisible. See. Say again, see the invisible. See. Glory to God. Dr. Ora Roberts of Blessed Memory made a statement. He said, if you see the invisible, you will do the impossible. Powerful statement. If you see the invisible, you will do the impossible. It means that the reason why certain people have not crossed some limits in their lives... Is because they've not seen the invisible. So they are still confined by what their physical eyes, their natural eyes can see. 
as a human being, remember that first of all, you are a spirit. You have a mind. And you live in a body. It means that your body has eyes. Are you listening to me? Your mind also has eyes. But more importantly, your spirit has eyes. Remember, someone can explain something to you and then you start saying, I see, I see. What it means is that your mind has the picture. Hallelujah. Even if your physical eyes have not seen it. Amen. Someone can describe to you a place you've never been to. Alright? He could say, when you get to street A, there is a blue building by your right. Inscribed on that building is Renaissance Assembly. Go there and wait for me. You've not been there. But in your mind, you have the picture of Street A on the right. A blue building with Renaissance Assembly. When you go there and see it, it will be, yes, yes, this is what I had in mind. Are you understanding me? This is what I had in mind. Meaning that through the words of the person, your mind saw. Amen. Am I communicating? Alright, now, getting born again, one of the key things that happened to us when we got born again. Let's look at John chapter 3, verse 3. I'll read. In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus was speaking to a man called Nicodemus. Let's read it together. I want to go. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Oh, this is deep. First, he's telling us about the possibility of seeing the kingdom. Amen. I don't think any mortal man knew that the kingdom could be seen. Amen. But Jesus is informing Nicodemus. That the kingdom of God can be seen. In essence, you can see what God is doing. Amen. That a human can see the operations of God. A human can see into the realm of God's spirit. The kingdom of God is also the supernatural. It means that you can see the supernatural. Hallelujah. You can see the supernatural. Lift your right hand and say, I can see the supernatural. Now, hold on. You know why you are saying that? Because you are born again. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see. That means that before he got born again, he didn't have the ability to see. But the moment he got born again, his spiritual faculties, amen, were empowered to see. All of you here, before you got born again, were you f- seen physically? Were you seen physically? Okay. What the scripture is saying is not your physical sight. It's talking about the sight of the spiritual man. Amen. That when you get born again, that man is empowered to see. Now, one of the things that we are trained to do as we walk with God is how to use our spiritual sight. Amen. And to function that... Let me, let me use this illustration. Um, let's suppose that someone was dumb. Born dumb. And so, anytime the person is explaining something... He has to demonstrate with his hand. Are you understanding me? Then suddenly, he gets miraculously healed and he can speak. You will find that he will still be used to using his hand. Even if he's talking. He has to be untrained. Amen. 
and learn how to talk without demonstrating with his hand. Am I communicating? It might take a while. He has said talking, but he's still, he's still wired to demonstrate what he's saying, even when he's still talking. Now, some of us have been born again, but we are still trained to function with our physical eyes more than our spiritual eyes. Amen. Even if now our spiritual eyes can now see, we've not learned how to use it and depend on it alone. Amen. For the decisions we want to make, the actions we want to take, we keep depending more on what our physical eyes show us. So, Jesus made us know that the supernatural can be seen. Amen. Tap your neighbor say the supernatural can be seen. Say again, the supernatural can be seen. The moment a man gets born again, he can see the supernatural. Glory to God. Now, understand how God created the world. Invisible does not mean unreal. Amen. That something is invisible does not mean it is not real. Is air real? Is air visible? But is it real? Do you use air? (laughs) Amen. Who made air invisible? Hello? Yeah. But air is real. But it's invisible. Do you know that electricity is invisible? Amen. Is there anybody that was walking on the street? You saw, ah, hey, see electricity? Amen. You know, what, what you, are you understanding what I'm saying? You can only see what it has done. Am I communicating? Colossians 1.16. In Colossians 1, verse 16, let's read this together. It's talking about Jesus. One to go. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Amen. Understand what he's saying. For by him were all things created that are in heaven. So some things God created were located. That means that the things were not created for earth. They were located in heaven. And they are still in heaven. Amen. Amen. Do you know there are some things in heaven that are not on earth? I hope you know that. I hope you know that. There are things in heaven that are not on earth. You know, I've shared with us some time back. um, There are people that have talked along those lines. There are things people have seen in the spirit, and then they cannot explain it in the natural because there's nothing to compare it with. Amen. Are we together? There's nothing on earth to compare it with. They say, I saw something like, so they have to look for something that's closest in meaning, amen, to what they saw. Because there are more things in heaven than we have on earth. Glory to God. So, God that created everything, kept some things he created in heaven. They were created for heaven. Then some other things were created for where? For the earth. Second. Second uh, categorization. The first categorization is location. Some things were created and kept in heaven, somewhere on earth. The second categorization is that some things were created to be visible. Amen. Some things were created to be what? Invisible. Amen. There are angels here, amen? But they are invisible to you. Praise God. I just use the air because air will make sense to you because at least you, you believe that you breathe in air, um, you use air, alright? Every day. In the same way, there are many things God created that are invisible. It is believed that the earth rotates around an axis. An imaginary, they called it axis. Has anybody seen the axis? That means it is invisible. Amen. Praise God. They they can't understand how, you know, in studying it, the earth is like it's hanging. No, it has to be, you know, how, how, are you understanding? It's an imaginary axis. Amen. That means the scripture is saying, 
that some things God created were invisible. And they were created not to be seen by the natural eyes. So now understand where we're going with this. What we're saying to you is that this year, those things that are invisible, your spiritual eyes will begin to see them. Is it possible to see the invisible? Is it possible to see the invisible? In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18, Paul was speaking. I'll just speak verse 18 out. Let's read it together. I want to go. He said, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hallelujah. That means he's talking about the fact that the invisible things are superior to the visible things. Why? Because in actual fact, that invisible realm gave birth to the visible realm. Amen. Am I communicating? The invisible realm gave birth to the visible realm. Now, but Paul, by the Spirit of God, is saying, Why we look not at the things which are seen? That means that we are not focused on what our physical eyes can see. There are other controlling forces beyond what our physical eyes can see. We're not looking at what's happening in Nassau Rock. We're not looking at what's happening in Government House. There are forces behind that. Hallelujah. So, why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? Why will you be looking at something that cannot be seen? Amen. <laughs> Meaning that he's saying that it can be seen. Hallelujah. I said it can be seen. My prayer for you this year is that you look at the things which are not seen. And you will see the things that are not seen by natural men. Because those things are eternal. Hallelujah. Eternal. Eternal. That means that, see, see, those things are beyond time. Glory to God. In essence, he's saying that, when he says the things which are seen are temporal, he's saying they are subject to change. That the unseen can impose itself on the unseen and change it. There is a realm Beyond the realm that we see. Amen. There is a realm beyond the realm of the five senses. Why is the believer called to live a life of faith? Because faith is how you operate in the unseen realm. Amen. Are we together? That's how you operate in the unseen realm. So Jesus was speaking and he said, look, 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 look. All things are possible to the one that believes. Why does he believe? Because he has seen the unseen. Amen. Hello. <laughs> Have you heard cases where I remember some people, they were friends to my family, and their little daughter, she was younger at that time, she's a woman now, she was younger at that time, came out of her room one day and started acting strange. She looked lost. And everybody was wondering, what happened to her? And then someone said, she must have seen something. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because the girl was gone. She must have seen something. And truly, when they interrogated, they found out that she saw something. And from that day, <laughs> everything about her changed. Are you understanding me? Up until God's help came. There are children that have seen something beyond the natural. It affected them. Amen. Negatively. Negatively. Much more when you see the invisible in a positive light. Amen. 
Are you listening to me? Someone brought a child to me. And the child wakes up at night and cries. And will be looking in a particular direction and crying. He's seen something. Praise God. He's seen something. Are you listening to me? Now, if you look through the Bible, let's use the example of Moses. Do you know that Moses was a regular guy until he saw the invisible? Amen. One day, he saw the bush burning. Amen. From that moment, if Moses used to walk like this, the way he walked changed. The way he talked changed. Because he had seen the invisible. My prayer for everyone here, this year, you will see the invisible. In Hebrews 11, let me just read the account of Moses. Um, 27 should be the, la- the verse, but let's read from 24. Um, Hebrews eleven twenty-four. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let's read this together. I want to go. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. That means, listen, you know, we always read the saw burning bush. He saw God in that place. Amen. Are you understanding me? When he came, he saw God. Hallelujah. He saw the invisible that day. And it was because of what he saw, he could forsake what he was physically seeing. Are you understanding me? He could forsake Egypt. You know what it means to forsake Egypt? (laughs) Egypt was the United States of their time. Amen. Amen. The developed world of their time. The superpower of their time. Do you know that some people, if you ask them, heaven or U.S.? Amen. Don't try them. Ask them, heaven or U.S.? <laughs> you, before which one will you choose? <laughs> You'll be amazed that somebody is negotiating. Amen. It's okay uh, if I go to U.S. Can I stay? <laughs> yes. Because he doesn't want to live at the U.S. Amen. But the Bible says, Moses forsook. He forsook. There are many things you can never forsake until you see the invisible. Amen. Are you listening to me? Until you see the invisible. I remember the story of a family, you know, um, that uh, that was close to my family years ago. They had a son, you know, um, more of ladies in the family, and then they had this son, the mother. Everybody was saved in the family. That guy, he told them, he said, you people should serve God. Everybody in this house must not serve God. Some of us will serve Satan. Some of us will serve God. We have shared it. You will serve God. Let me be your... You, you know that kind of thing. And the way he talks, it will grieve the mother. You understand that? Because, like, he's not even helping matter. He's not even saying, uh, if you are praying, and say, let's pray for his salvation. He's not even saying, amen, God should touch me. You know, there are some people that say, let God touch me. He's not even saying that. He will say, you should just forget this thing. We have shared it. You understand that? You people should serve God. You understand? Must everybody serve God? There has to be a black sheep in the family. You understand? <laughs> And the mother loved him so much, you know. So anytime he says that, she would be so sad. But they just kept praying for him. At that time in his life, he was um, um, a copper, alright? So he traveled. He goes to church every day. Rather, they drag him to church, you know, from where he, living back in the south here. So he traveled to the north. North, core north. Muslim north. And he was like, ha, thank God. He will be away from all this church going, church house, prayer in the morning, prayer in the evening, oh, speaking word over his life. And he went to the north. He was in his bedroom. When he came back, 
he was born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, talking in tongues. Everybody asked what happened. He saw a, say, he saw a light. Amen. <laughs> Amen. In his room, in the north. Amen. Are you listening to me? That means, listen, it's not that somebody forced him. He had seen the invisible. Amen. He had seen the invisible. He had seen the invisible. There's a story I heard, you know, of something that happened in one of the great ministries here in Nigeria where some armed fellows came into the premises where they were having their uh, annual convention. And while they were in the place, the man of God came up on the platform and there were several people, thousands of people. He said, he had a word of knowledge that there are some people here with arms, bearing arms in this service. He's counting to three or whatever for them to come out with the arms. If not, something's going to happen to them. Instead of the fellows running to the front, they stare running out of the premises of the program. When they got to the gate, they ran back and came back to the altar. And said they wanted to re- and they dropped their ammunitions and said they wanted to receive Jesus. Now, they asked them, what did they see? They said they saw a man, big man, and they said, go back. <laughs> That's seeing the invisible. You cannot convince that person otherwise because he has seen something. Amen. Amen. That is beyond the natural. Are you listening to me? He had seen the visible. Listen, I will show you something today. Everyone here, you will function this year as someone that has seen the invisible. You know, you can't talk to somebody, talk to somebody, try to convince somebody to do something, convince somebody, you know, there are some people that people are pleading with them to be committed to God, serve the Lord. It's good to serve the Lord. You know, it's good to see, God has blessed me. You'll be sharing testimony, just be looking at you like you're just talking. When some of those people, God now visits them, you know what happens? They used to carry their Bible on their head. They say, why should we be holding the Bible? We should put it, everybody should know we are children of God. <laughs> Amen. Everybody should know we are children of God. A woman, um, I, 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 I know the family very well. She, her husband and herself, the husband, one of the, um, I was living with my parents at that time in my teenage years. I, my mom sent me to go and get flowers from the lady's house. So, for, it was a Sunday morning, so to get flowers from her house, she, because she used to decorate uh, with flowers. So, I came into the premises, and I saw the woman run. I saw her running from one part of the compound to the other. So, we wondered what happened. It was the husband, <laughs> you know. So, we stood at one point. The woman said, hide, 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 you know. So, we're just children, so we, we hid. I will kill somebody today. I will kill, you know, you know? And he went in. There was a fight that morning. So, we waited. Then she came out. And said, uh, the flowers are that, that one there, that one there. That one. Let him not see you. <laughs> Just carry them outside. You know, she would run and where she was hiding. In her house. <laughs> In her house. She was hiding. And the children are dressing up to go to church. This one, they'll pass like this, they'll pass like that. The man will just come out like a masquerade. Where are they? This that. So when we have like house fellowship, the man was the prayer point. They would pray about the man. They didn't want the man to know where the house fellowship venue was because he can come there and pull her out. Men, years later I was in university and um, I met the woman in her office. Ah, so she greeted me. Oh, long time. I'd not seen her. Of course, she's in touch with my parents, but I, I'd not seen her. So I asked about her husband. She said, hmm. My husband is a Sunday school teacher in our church. <laughs> he leads morning prayer in the house now. In short, his anger is that I am too cold for God. I, I, you understand? Because I know the man. He has seen the invisible. He has seen the invisible. He has seen the invisible. There are people that run away from home. And then Jesus visited them. And they came back. And they are transformed. Amen. We've seen that happen over and over again. Over and over again. 
My prayer for you is that you will see the invisible. Now, let me explain something to you. Last year, I taught on something. I would just like to stress it. I talked about how you will function on new grounds. In essence, I'm talking about how you will experience limitless possibilities. One of the things I mentioned was that you have to function with a new perspective. Everybody say new perspective. Perspective is not what you see. It is how you see. Amen. Are we together? It is how you see. Two of us could be looking at the same thing, but we're not seeing it in the same way. It means that perspective is interpretations you get. The interpretation you get from what you see. Now, when you see the invisible, what happens? It changes your perspective. Glory to God. Oh, I've had perspective changing experiences in my life. And I believe that many more of God's children, we keep having those kind of perspective-changing experiences. Because, you know, why does God renew our mind? Or why does God ask us to renew our mind? To change our perspective. Hallelujah. There are some people that just believe. You don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. Nobody in my family has ever achieved this kind of thing. I don't think I can achieve it. Those kind of things don't happen around here. Nobody in this country has ever done it. So that's the perspective. So when you even call them to come and do something, they say, no, 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 not me, not me, not me, not me. Do you know how some people even joke about such things? Alright? You say, um, what if you had um, a million dollars? <laughs> how I wish. That means they're saying, it can't be me. Amen. Praise God. What if, what if, what if you were in the White House? Hmm. It's not White House, it's Black House. Not only White House, it's Black House. You understand? And they can't even wait. They, they must respond. Are you understanding me? The, the, the negativity in them is so loud that it can't be quiet. It won't just let go for you to put anything positive on it. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It must talk. Praise God. In such experiences or such cases, it is when the individual sees the invisible, amen, that that kind of perspective can change. Some people have been so sick in life that they are used to be sick, being sick. If they wake up, ah, how come my leg is not paining me? Maybe it will start in the next five minutes. It's supposed to pay me. Here it's supposed to pay me. Then it's supposed to move to this place. Ah. Everything is not fine. No, the pain has not come. Are, are you understanding me? That's perspective they now have. And there are some of you listening to me. Experiences have given you a perspective that is contrary to God's word. Pascal was sharing a testimony, a story about a research some scientists were doing, um, I'm trying to remember what it was now, he was talking about how they put some monkeys in a cage, and then they put up, is it banana or something for them, to give them something, you know, and then when they try to go and get it, they pour cold water on them, you understand, so they will they run back, you know, they, so anytime they attempt to get it, they will pour cold water on them, then they removed, um, let's suppose there were four monkeys, I'm not sure of the number of monkeys now, let's assume there were four monkeys in there, you know, they were doing that, they removed two and put the other two in, so, the other two observed what they were doing to the other one. So, they never went to the... At the time, they now brought new monkeys that never had the experience. All of them were not reaching out to the distance because they expected that cold water would be poured on them. Are you understanding me? Did you get me? Maybe you are not so close to monkeys. Let me use a natural explanation. Amen. <laughs> um, they did something. I watched this documentary on television. Where some guys got into a lift. Alright? Now, the lift door opens. You step into the lift and then you face the door. That's the normal thing, right? You face the door. Except for a lift that has both ways open, alright? But normally, you face the door. Now, but these guys entered the lift and all backed the door. So when the next person entered, he saw everybody backing the door. So he also backed the door. You know? So, and then, you know, any other person that entered the lift and saw them... 
turn and back. Are you understanding me? If you don't say anything, anytime that person comes into that lift, what will you do? He will back the door. Then you ask him, why are you backing the door? He said, that's how they do it here. No explanation. There are many people today that are backing the door. Amen. Are you listening to me? They are doing certain things because that's how it has always been done. There are people that are doing business the way, this is the way we do it. You know, you just try, you just do like this, just do like this. Even if nothing comes in, just be there, just be struggling, just be, just keep going. You know, the struggle continues. Relationship perspective. Financial perspectives, some, totally wrong. Do you know there are some people that just believe that how can somebody live without borrowing? <laughs> I was talking to a young man one time. He said something to me. It was not about money, but I, he said something to me. I was like, you know, he actually wanted to find out if I used to drink alcohol. If I, if I, is a, is, is a, he just got born again. So I was like, you, you, I said, no. I said, no. He said, is it because it's a sin? I said, no, I, I don't need to drink alcohol, you know. Well, why should I be drinking alcohol? So he said, is there somebody that is an adult that doesn't drink alcohol? <laughs> you know. So I was surprised. He was not joking. He was like, ah, alcohol. <laughs> now what are now? The person might be here, sir. Are you understanding me? Sir, how? So, and I, I, I saw that he, he wasn't joking. You know, he, he, that's what he thought. That's what he thought. Those are kind of people that can even meet you now and to entertain you, they will ask you, Pastor, good or star? This Christmas, my wife and I went somewhere, <laughs> somewhere very, someone very important. So when we got there, the guy said he brought um, what's the other one? Three three? Is it three three? <laughs> and gave to us. Now that one was the normal drink. He now said, Pastor, Pastor. Uh, then he said, whether I should bring alcohol. This one is not alcohol, Whether I should bring alcohol. <laughs> like, whether I would drink alcohol. But the three three was there. And malts, yeah. But the three three was there. I put malts and the three three. They said, whether I should bring alcohol. Perspective. Amen. So back to what I was saying. There are some people that think that it's not possible for somebody to do business, function, without, how is it? You must collect money from somebody. I want to just skip to Second Kings 6.17 for sake of time. We'll read that and then we'll pray. And then I have done what I was instructed to do today. Second Kings 6.17 This was a story of Elisha and his servant, when some soldiers from the king came to arrest the prophet. And the Bible told us that the servant looked out the window and saw chariots surrounding, that's physically, their house to arrest him, like Dino Melaye. Amen. You know the senator? Let's not go there. So, please let me just go up if a verse or two. Okay, thank you. Let's read this together. I want to go. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You know, when, 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 when what you see is doom, failure, everything, that's like, you just feel helpless. Say, so what shall we do? Verse 16. 
And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. What is making him talk like that? Hallelujah. Who is talking? Elisha the prophet. After this meeting, this is how you'll be talking. You'll be talking like he said, they that be with us. Amen. Are more than they that be with them. Amen. Now, uh, the servant didn't understand what Elisha was talking about. I'm showing you real... You know, somebody say, we are talking about real problems here. I've someone told you that. We are talking about what? Real problems. Real issues. We are talking about real issues. You are talking another thing. <laughs> so let me tell you why Elisha spoke like that. And why you will start speaking like that. Amen. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. But I thought the man just looked out the window now. So which eye is he talking about? Which eye is he talking about? Answer, are you not a good class? Amen. If you fail, you'll be corrected. That's all. Amen. Don't be afraid. Amen. What eyes? Because when he opened the window, his physical eyes were seeing something. But now the prophet said, open his eyes that he may see. What happened? And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Amen. My job today is to pray for God to open your own eyes. That you will see the resources God has made available to you this year. You will see the things that God has put in place. The structures that have been set up to provide support for you this year. You will see the doors that have been opened for you to step into this year. You know, if you can't see it, you will never take the step. Amen. You will never take the step. You will never take that, that, that step. You will never make that decision. Because you can't see. So Elisha prayed. And said, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And what happened? And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. Amen. This year, we will function with a new perspective. In your business, you will see yourself in a different way. Are we together? You will see yourself in a different way. You know, there, there, there are some people that see themselves in a certain way. I always share this. I said... You know, what we're doing today, the way I'm talking now, the way I'm walking, started from 29th of August, 1996. Amen. My perspective changed. Amen. So, some people didn't understand why you were talking the way you are talking. It is that audacity. That audacity is as a result of perspective. When we were at the, um, what do you call the place? Equerry Road, Rumokuta, that the fellow came and said that he was going to use the door of the church and outside the premises to, for, uh, uh, what do you call it now? Snooker board or whatever. That the land belonged to him. We were talking gently at first. Talking gently at first. And he was not listening. The next time he came, he was surprised at my reaction. You know something? You know, if somebody, <laughs> hey, glory to God, hey, glory to God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. A girl had a younger brother who was very quiet, very calm, very quiet, respectful. He went to school and came back. So she raised her voice at him. He said, make you look my face. So. <laughs> she said, you never talk like that. So the mother said, is he your sister you're talking to? He just looked at them. He just laughed, he laughed and walked away. So they, she, called, she told me, I said, he has joined cults. That's all. She said, eh. I said, he has seen the invisible. He has seen wish. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understanding me? That's what has happened to him. That, now, the guy is a quiet guy. But he came back. And he has seen something. Are you understanding me? He had seen something. 
much more the one that sees blood, the blood of God. Amen. That sees the sacrifice of Christ. That sees the visions of God. Amen. Much more. Much more. Much more. Reham Bonke had a passion for God until one day he saw a blood-washed Africa. Amen. That changed his perspective forever. Today is your own time for God to show you your own picture. To put his vision in your spirit. Amen. And when, because of that vision in your spirit, nobody has to force you to do the right thing. You will do it. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding me? You know, somebody is encouraging them. No, 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 no. They don't have to encourage you. They don't have to encourage you. We have a friend in university. He used to sleep in class. You know, sleep in class. Instead of reading, he'll be sleeping in class. He will carry his books and go to class and sleep. So, this is personal testimony he shared with me. Because he finally did well in school. He said, what changed his life, either in year one or two, was that one of those days, he went to class as usual and was sleeping. Arranged his books very well and was sleeping. It was a dream, but it looked like it was real. His grandfather, his grandmother, his father, his, all his family members came to the class and stood in front of the class and were looking at him. <laughs> as he woke up, he never slept again. <laughs> Does somebody have to tell him anything? No. He has seen what? The invisible. Lift your, tap, tap your neighbor and say, it's your turn to see the invisible. That invisible you saw becomes on its own an inspiration that keeps you going. Oh, there are times we've had discouraging experiences. When we look and everything is not the way it's supposed to be. The people you want to lean on are not there. What keeps you going is the vision God gave you. Amen. The picture he gave to you. That invisible you saw is what keeps you going. My prayer is that your eyes will open also. And that you will see the invisible. You will see the invisible. Glory to God. And it will keep you going. Let's rise to our feet this morning. And as you rise to your feet, your prayer today... First for yourself, Lord, open my eyes to see the invisible. Amen. In my finances, open my eyes to see the invisible. In my business, open my eyes to see the invisible. For 2019, open your mouth and pray that prayer. You can, nobody can pray for you. Pray that prayer for yourself.